Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. All right, I just drafted an absolutely awesome team in my 10-team half-point PPR league. Most 10-team leagues, you think, wow, like you're going to get an awesome team every time. But I'm telling you, I just got an amazing team. I'm going to tell you about that. We're going to talk about the big three news and notes, what happened today. There's three big injuries that we need to talk about. I have a Twitter poll for everybody. And Pat and I have a huge debate about Jamal Williams that we wanted to talk about. And maybe a little A.J. Green, too, if we have time for it. But let me introduce my two good buddies, Pat Cotter and Jake Meyer. Hi, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Glad to be back. Excited for another exciting pod. Glad to break down the draft. Uh, most of this was uh, actually last weekend here was the National uh, Fantasy Football Draft Weekend. And we celebrated with some drafts, didn't we, fellas? That we yes. did. That we did. That we did. We uh, was- we are going to talk about that today. That is our main segment. We're going to talk about our 14-team PPR draft that we just did on Sunday and uh, wow, I mean, we're, we have a lot to get to there, fellas. There's a ton to talk about. We're going to talk about our love-hate, some of the things we, we just absolutely loved, whether it be picks, teams, um, all of the above. So we will get into that. Pat, I want to let you talk first, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, dude, it's, it's fantasy season. I know this, that was my first draft of, uh, of the year. Uh, love to start out with that one, you know, my, the, uh, our home league. It's always the most competitive and the most just we are going at it every week. So it's I love this league. I love playing in it. I'm about to uh, crush you guys, too, because you know how I am every year. Totally uh, end up losing in the first round, though. Real that... quick, real quick. Talking to the listeners, uh, say you're setting up your first fantasy league. What are some keys to creating the best fantasy league? I would say mine would be doing like a group message, keeping everybody, keeping the uh, smack talk up. Um, what are you guys' keys to a good league? I mean, I think that's a great point. You know, we do it in ours where we have a message chat group through WhatsApp, which is a great tool. And we are very active. Jake changes the title, literally changes the title from fantasy football season to off season to draft week. So that's really fun. We have a handful of guys who are super involved. Um, I mean, I, I off the top of my head, Jake, I would agree with you. I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the messenger is essential. If you don't have that, you kind of can't really improve your league much because you know everybody talking and just being competitive. I think that's easily the most important part of your uh, making your league a lot better. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, let me talk about our well while I'm getting my ten team roster pulled up here. Uh, let me actually talk about the big three news and notes first, guys. So it was reported today that Eagles plan to activate Alshon Jeffrey from the pup this weekend, but he will likely miss at least the first two weeks of the season still. So this is much better than it could have been where he could have landed on the pup list to start the regular season, missed the first six games. This is much, much better. Hopefully we can get Jeffrey back by week three at the earliest. It, it, that's the hope, at least for right now. Um, for myself, I'm still not comfortable drafting him until – probably mid to late fifth round and that might still be pushing it um how do you guys feel sixth round for jeffrey is that kind of a decent landing spot at this point in the 12 team yeah i think that's pretty good i don't see any any problem with that uh i might even take him late fifth just depending on who's there but uh i think that's a good spot for him i mean and let's stack him up against a couple guys Corey davis uh, Michael Crabtree, Emmanuel Sanders, Jake. Where's he fall in, in in line of those four guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm taking Corey Davis, Crabtree, and I'm probably taking Sanders over him. Also, that's a close one. I'm also probably taking a guy like honestly because of the upside. And I just I feel like I just feel like Jeffrey's injury is going to come back to bite him. I'd even take a Marquise Goodwin over Alshon Jeffries at this point. I I I just avoid Alshon if it were me. Yeah, oh, I would take Goodwin too. I I think he if he plays thirteen games, he probably still gives you a good chance at seven touchdowns. I I'm, think I'm not, that's probably fair. I'm exactly opposite of you guys. I'd rather have Jeffrey over all of those guys, even playing thirteen games. Uh, because that's what we're looking at. That's that's the minimum. It sounds like that he's going to play. Oh yeah, or yeah, the maximum, I, I should say. 
yeah, I mean, uh, he gives you oh, he gives you a lot of upside whenever he is playing, and you know, he you miss him for those first two three weeks, and then he you know comes back. If you have a strong team going ahead of him, if you have some nice pieces, he's a good guy to just kind of stash on your bench for two weeks, and he could pay off in the big time during playoff when it matters. Yeah, I think I just drafted him, Pat. When did I get him? I think it was the I, ninth round. You stole him, man. That was a, that like if ideally you have him as your fourth receiver. You know, that's great. So, I mean, if I could do that, I would love it every single day. Yeah. I mean, I would even... Maybe I wouldn't take him as my third receiver. 13 games Wait. makes me feel better about that. But I did. I took him as my... fifth receiver? He might have been my fifth. He was my fifth because Josh Gordon was my fourth. That's crazy. That is unbelievable. And I am absolutely just stoked about that team. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Adam Thielen left practice today with a leg injury makes us feel even better about Stefan Diggs for right now, but we don't know the extent of it, right, guys? I mean, it's there's I haven't heard any news yet that Thielen will miss any time. So we'll pump the brakes on that. But if he does miss time, um, I'm already in love with Stefan Diggs. I know you two are as well. Would it push? If Thielen were to miss time, let, like, let's just say hypothetical. This is not happening as of right now. Let's say Adam Thielen missed the first three games of the season for whatever reason, um, like, are you taking Stefan Diggs over T.Y. Hilton? Uh, I, I don't know, in the PPR league, are you taking him over Larry Fitzgerald? Well, Doug Baldwin, with that news, we'll talk about that in a second, it's changed things. But, Pat, how do you feel about that? Like, up against T.Y. I, Hilton, how do you feel about Diggs? I think it would push him above Larry Fitzgerald for me, but I don't think it would push him even too much higher. I think even when Thielen, when Thielen is there, he's taking a good amount of targets. So... Three weeks of it would make me feel a little bit better about Diggs, but I already love him, man. I mean, he's my 12th receiver, so and if anything, this news makes me mad because it just means his draft price is going to go up. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably with you there. I don't know how much higher he can go or will go because he's kind of, I feel like he's kind of capped out a little bit. Doug Baldwin says his knee is at about 80 to 85%, and he won't be fully healthy all season. That's his words. So, Jake, I got to ask you because you just drafted him. Where did you where'd you take him at? I think you took him at like 26th 27th. overall. 27th. Yeah, 27th overall. I mean, uh, I felt like I got good value for him. I do too. But but at the same time, you know, injuries are scary, but I'm just hoping I'm just hoping he still finds a way to basically not practice all week and come on Sundays be able to play. And shut it. I'm hoping that's going to be the theory, because I who who's Russell Wilson going to throw to other than Doug Baldwin? I mean, that's my question. Yeah, yeah. I just heard yeah. today that I had this in the notes, but I heard that Brandon Marshall is projected by a beat writer. I think it was to not even make the roster. Dang. All they have is Tyler Lockett, and their tight end situation is pretty thin. It might might be a reason to look at Lockett, but still, I just I mean, I don't like Lockett as a as a player, so. Who is going to be there? That just makes me question Russell Wilson even more. Right, and it also makes me wonder, is an 85% Doug Baldwin still going to be pretty good? I think maybe he could be pretty good still at 85%. Honestly, this should even drive down Chris Carson. Because, I mean, dude, if they got nobody there to, to catch the ball, what, what prevents teams from just stacking the box against him? And they haven't been able to run well the past couple of years as it is. Yeah, that team just could be bad, dude. They could defense be. might not be good. They could be. I still, might be terrible. I still trust Russell Wilson to an extent to carry that team, but you're right, Pat. It could be ugly for the Seahawks at times. Um, look, I just talking about Doug Baldwin a little bit more. I had him as my wide receiver 11, but I'm going to drop him below T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald, Tyree Kill, and Amari Cooper at the very least at this point. I am high on Josh Gordon, so I have him once. I think I, I left him one spot ahead of Josh Gordon, two spots ahead of Allen Robinson. How do you guys feel about me dropping Doug Baldwin behind T.Y. Hilton, Fitzy, Tyree Kill, and Amari Cooper? Does that sound fair? Uh, so it sounds more than fair. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I, mean, I, did, I, I just it. did it. Yeah, I get it. He's got that bust potential now. I still. I mean, you still got risk with Cooper, but yeah. I mean, I didn't like Doug Baldwin to begin with, but I liked where I got him at 27th overall. And I was deba basically debating between him, Fitz, and Cooper. 
and I went Baldwin and actually came back and got Fitz. But I get the reservation. He's still, yeah, I'd still, I'd take Cooper over him, but I don't know if I would take, I would also take Tyreek Hill, but that's, but I wouldn't take Golden over Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's keep it moving here. Oh, I want to talk about my uh, my team really quick. And so this is my team, my quarterback, Matt Stafford. I had the seventh overall pick, so I went DeAndre Hopkins, came back. I got Dalvin Cook, came back in the third round, and I got... Pat, who did I get in the third? You're with... Was it Diggs in the third? No. No, we, we remember we passed on Diggs because you were like, Oh, man. Oh, I got Hilton. I got Hilton in the third. Yeah. Yeah. I got Hilton in the third. T.Y. Hilton in the third. Diggs in the fourth. Derrick Henry in the fifth. So to round out my team, I won't go through every pick, but I got Stafford as my quarterback. Hopkins, Hilton as my wide receivers. Diggs in my flex. Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry as my running backs. Trey Burton as my tight end. And my bench, I have Josh Gordon on my bench. I got him in the sixth round. Uh, bench rounds out as Carrion Johnson, Jamal Williams, <clears throat> excuse me, Alshon Jeffrey, David Njoku, and Jordan Wilkins. I don't normally take two tight ends, but where I saw Njoku, it was in like the 13th or 14th round. I, I 13th round, I think. I just thought he was the best player on the board. So uh, I, what do you guys g- give give that team a grade? Jake, I'll start with you. I mean, I think you. I mean, your biggest, your best values were like digs in the fourth. You can't beat that Josh Gordon where you got him. You can't beat that. If it, so, I mean, I, it was Josh Gordon and Mark Ingram was still on the board in the sixth round. Who would you have taken there? I think Josh Gordon on the upside. I don't think Mark Ingram has a high, high ceiling this year. Um, yeah, so I'd go Josh Gordon there. And, you know, if you have to trade him for value, you got to sometimes take the best player available and, and then use work it as trade from there. Yeah. You never know with those leagues, though, man. You never know if you'll actually be able to get trades going. I think. I think we talked about it afterwards. You, I think I'd rather have Mark Ingram just because where your team was at. You know, we, we already had studs everywhere. It was just like, might as well kick, get this guy Mark Ingram. It's kind of like we uh, we had with Alshon Jeffrey later. It was like, might as well just throw him on the bench, and if he comes back and is a stud, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of picks where it was like, you you like looked at him and were like, uh, I think I'll take this other guy, but I really want to take like Alshon, and then Alshon comes back the next round, or, or right. Diggs were – you were like, oh, I got Diggs, but Dalvin Cook is on my team. And then you you took uh, T.Y. and you're in uh, – or no, yeah. you took – I did. I took T.Y. T-Y yeah. and then I just absolutely couldn't pass on Diggs in the fourth. So yeah, it worked out. Well, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited about this team. Even in a 10-man, I feel like I made out with this team. Um, These are one know, of those I, fun drafts where every time you just look at the board and you're like, oh, heck yeah. Exactly. How did he come back to me? That's amazing. You just wait. Exactly. And and just a bit of advice for our listeners. You know, this is especially a league where you can wait on a quarterback, right, Pat? Uh, I got Matt Stafford in. It was the double digit rounds. It was the eleventh or twelfth round. Yeah, it was it was late, and there were plenty of guys left. Like, and there were already teams that took two quarterbacks. So in a ten man one quarterback (laughs) league absolutely go out and um you know get wait just just wait because you're gonna have the chance at Kirk Cousins Matt Stafford Ben Roethlisberger Philip Rivers Matt Ryan in rounds nine through 11 or 12 like it's it's more than likely going to happen so uh that's just a, a one piece of advice stock up on all that talent rounds one through eight and then wait and get your quarterback when you can tight ends a little bit different story we found Trey Burton I Think, I, I still think we got him in like the eighth or ninth round, but it just it, it made sense. So when, when you see a tight end where it makes sense, go ahead and grab him. But quarterback, absolutely wait. All right, let's uh, finish up the league news. and Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's go through the league news and notes, uh, just the rest of it quick. Um, so let's see here. Oh, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, Doug Baldwin or Adam Thielen? At this point, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, Thielen. How about Allen Robinson? Baldwin. Baldwin, yeah. Golden Tate. I answered that already. Baldwin. Oh, sorry. I think I'd, I think I'd go Baldwin, but he's just barely. Okay, 
you taking Baldwin over Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry? Pat, you first. Uh, I take Demarius Thomas, and then Baldwin. Okay, Jake. I take Baldwin overall. Okay, all right. So we we feel like we know where we all kind of have Baldwin probably in that more like wide receiver 15, 16 range at this point. Okay, OBJ signs a record-setting deal, guys. Five years, $95 million, 65 guaranteed. Huge deal. Um, Pat, we talked about this off the air for a second. How does this make you feel? Because I think the one thing to consider that we talked about is how long is Eli Manning going to be with the Giants? Would it maybe have been a better situation for Beckham if he would have went somewhere else? I mean, I think it would have been. I mean, he could have went. I mean, he could have went somewhere worse. But I don't think after Eli leaves, it's going to be any better. And that's already one of the worst quarterbacks situations in the league. So he did not, did not play well better last year, and you're not going to get better next year. You know what I'm saying? If he goes somewhere else, he can probably upgrade. Probably, I don't think he'd go to like the worst team in the league just to get a ton of money. I think he'd still want to compete. But yeah, uh, I mean, maybe a dynasty. I mean, I don't drop him. I don't like you know drop him like lower in my ranks. I don't think I don't think it's, he'd think he just stays where he's at. I thought at first you meant drop him. Like, yeah, no, drop that. I hate it. He's gonna make way too much he's money done. to be on my team. Yeah, that's way too much cap space, dude. I can't use that. Yeah, it d- yep. Send him to the bench back, or send him to the waiver wire. <laughs> yep. See ya. All right, Jay Gruden says Jordan Reed is on pace for week one and that Chris Thompson, who broke his leg in 2017, looks fantastic, he says. So, Chris Thompson or Duke Johnson, Jake? Uh, Chris Thompson. Pat, same for you? Uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, okay. Too many heads over there. I like Chris Thompson. I'm going to go with you too, Jake. I like Thompson better. He was on pace for running back eight last year. Duke Johnson was the running back 11 in PPR. Very close. Current ADP for Thompson is 6.11, so that's a 12-team league end of the sixth round. He's going in front of Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman, Jamal Williams, Peyton Barber, Rashad Penny, Isaiah Crowell, Sony Michelle, um, Carrion Johnson. Or, no, I'm sorry, not Carrion Johnson, Duke Johnson. Uh, any of those guys, Cohen, Coleman, Williams, Barber, uh, Penny, Crowell, Michelle, Pat, any of those guys that you are... He, you know, Thompson's currently going in front of those guys. Would you take any of those guys over him? I would take uh, Jamal Williams, Tree Cone, and even Sony Michelle. Okay. Over Chris Thompson. So he was on pace last year for 102 carries, 470 yards, three touchdowns, 62 receptions over 800 yards receiving, and six touchdowns. So nine total touchdowns he was on pace for over 800 yards receiving, 245 fantasy points. In a 16-game pace, that would have put him as the number eight running back in PPR, one spot behind LaShawn McCoy. Jay Ajayi has been sidelined over a week with a lower body injury. Um, Starting to get a little bit nervous about that because we don't know what it is. Delaney Walker is very confident he'll be ready for week one. Sony Michelle returned to practice Monday. Heard he's looking good in, in his return. Bills coach Sean McDermott said Sunday he's yet to decide a starting quarterback for week one, and Josh Allen's currently in the concussion protocol. Uh, Pat, we had an interesting discussion about LaShawn McCoy earlier, and my argument was um, LaShawn McCoy is in a very bad offense behind maybe the worst line in the league with a potentially rookie starting quarterback, basically no receiver depth, and you're still fairly confident that he could be a steal in like the mid to late third round, right? Yeah, I don't think he's a bad pick if you got. Uh, I'm saying I mean, like if he if it's, it's we're, we're considering we're saying round, we're saying if he plays 16 games. Yeah, he I, if if he plays 16 games, he's going to be a steal. I think he's a, such a talented running back, and I just feel more confident about him if he's actually playing. Or I'm just going to say if he is not suspended for those 16 games, uh, I feel more confident than I do about a JJ guy like than Kenyon Drake, than Jarek McKinnon. I'd rather have him than those guys. Okay. Mark Ingram? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, he's suspended okay. for He's late. Yeah, that that's a little bit later. I'd still uh, prefer LaShawn McCoy over Mark Ingram, even if even with the suspension. Really? Yeah. You think LaShawn no, McCoy... If, if, with, if, with the risk of suspension. My problem is LaShawn McCoy's 30 years old. 
He has a ton of work and all the other reasons that I mentioned. I don't know. Jake, are you with Pat on this? Like, how do you feel about Shady? Um, I would take Shady over Mark Ingram for sure. I would take him over McKinnon for sure. I, I, I'm with Pat. I like the talent that LaShawn McCoy provides. You got to remember last year, he still had some 120, 125-yard games. Yes, that was with Tyrod Taylor, but I think his talent alone will get him. I bet he'll have three or four games over 100 yards this year if he plays all 16. Yeah, I just, I the yards per carry were down last year for him. Um, I don't know. He can yeah. still he can still do damage I, in the receiving I, game, man. He's just he's he's shit he's shifty he's shady, man. He, yeah. Uh, okay. He's got talented, and even if he does fall off a little bit this year, I don't think he's going to drop drastically. I don't think he's going to get like to be like Isaiah Crowell level bad. He's still <laughs> going to be a good. He's still going to be a good running back. He's just not going to be, you know, Lashawn McCoy. Just if, a little bit worse. If Lashawn McCoy fill in the blank, if Lashawn McCoy plays sixteen games this season, he will finish as running back blank. I'm going to go with running 10. Okay. Eh, I'm going to go with about running back 8. Pat, you feel how do you feel? 10, you said? I'd pick 10. I think it's a good round number. I, I think it's around that number you can get. 8 is not crazy either. Okay, so LaShawn McCoy is a top 10 running back again in these guys' mind. He finishes the running back 7 in both formats last year, standard and PPR. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, where are we at here? Lost my place. Um, Sony Michelle, I already talked about that. He returned to practice. Andrew Luck's foot injury will sideline him until Monday. It's said not to be serious, so they're not pushing the panic button yet. Uh, I want to go over a couple camp, actually a handful of camp cuts. This is actually just not camp cuts yet, but reporters that are projecting players not to make respective teams. So this is just a slew of beat reporters that have projected these players not to make the initial 53-man roster. Some of these surprised me, Brandon Marshall being one, because we've heard how good he's looked in camp so far. Braxton Berrios, um, the small slot receiver that people thought might be a perfect fit with the Patriots. Mike Gillisley, Justin Jackson, who's missed a lot of time in camp, the running back out of Northwestern for the Chargers. Rico Gathers, the tight end for the Cowboys, who at one point we thought he would be the number one tight end there. Paxton Lynch, who is just awful, and I hate Paxton Lynch. And Seth the Valve, the tight end for the Browns, um, who I shouldn't say I hate Paxton Lynch. I don't know the guy, but I don't I don't like him. Like Trevor you Simeon, hate pa- Paxton Lynch. He I hate like, Paxton he Lynch. He's probably a terrible human. Okay, yeah. Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, those three in order, who do you hate more? Who do you dislike more? Trevor Pat. Simeon wasn't that bad. I Simeon, that's kind of a sweet name, too. I'll take him. He's all right. Okay. I think but, Osweiler's third. <laughs> yeah, I hate Osweiler. He ruined, because I picked DeAndre Hopkins fifth two years ago, and he ruined my team, and I'm blaming that all on Osweiler. You know, that's if, if Ryan fair. Tannehill, God forbid, tears his ACL again this year, Brock Osweiler might be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. And Jake, yeah, you, yeah, have, you, Jake you have to watch Dolphin great. games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to find a way around that. I'm going to start doing chores or something around the house before I watch those. Swan, who do you hate more, Brock Osweiler or Ryan Tannenhill? That's the big question. Uh, Brock Osweiler. There's nobody in the league I dislike more than Brock Osweiler. All right, guys, <laughs> are we – let's let's do our draft recap, huh? You guys want to jump into it? Yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. This was a fun draft, live draft. We were all uh, – well – Almost all in person. Pat was on a computer, but right there with us. Um, if you're also a little tidbit, how I said about you need to have uh, messages for your draft. I feel like you also need to have a live draft that you are in person or either Skyping into. Jake, uh, hold on. Really I, sorry. I think Pat's like doing laps around his house right now. I can't tell, but. Well, he's just so excited for the draft recap. <laughs> he can't contain himself. All he's ears. Just, just working off the adrenaline. All I hear is crush, 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 crush. Oh, you can, you can hear me? It's either, it's either that yes. or Santa. It's either that or Santa on the roof. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can Loud hear you, Loud and clear. Pat. Can you hear me now? Yes. We, oh, we can hear you now. Oh, dude, this this thing is supposed to be to stop my mic from working, and it doesn't. It's not working anymore. Well, clearly. It like, it's a mute. Like, I'm flipping it, and it's not muting, so that's my bad. That's all right. 
I we just heard you have a full on conversation no, dude, no with your roommate. You guys have been, like, you're yelling at me. For, well, that's because like, loud. Because every time I try to mute myself, and you guys go, "Dude, I should terrible." Live technical difficulties. That's all right. We're having all we're right. having fun no, I'll with be it. Better. I'll be it's, better. It's it's fine. It's not a big deal. Anyway, Jake, I interrupted you there. Uh, what were you saying? I was just basically saying to make a great fantasy football league, you have to have your draft in person. Oh, a hundred percent. It makes it, it one hundred so times better. A hundred times so better. better. Yeah, it, it, that's that's the absolute way to go. Uh, d- d- yeah, Jake, t- tell our listener, listeners our setup on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday we uh, I order a live draft or I order a draft board off of Amazon for about thirty bucks. We attach that to a piece of cardboard and put that in front of the table. We sit around a big pool table. We had a, ten of the fourteen league mates there in attendance this year. And we had four of them Skyping in. So we were, you know, we were basically all together. It was the way to go. Um, we had buffalo chicken dip. We had some pizza. And we just really had a fun time. I mean, Swan, what do you have to say about it? it I mean, if you've, if you've never been to a Meyer draft <laughs> party, um, well, the biggest, number one thing that you're missing out on is the buffalo chicken dip. Uh, number two is just all the the absolute excuse my language, shit-talking that we do uh, throughout the draft, which is just uh, just so much fun. And that's what Jake means when we say, you got to do it in person because that's just the way to go. Here's a, here's, a, here's a funny story, probably the funniest story about the draft. Swan, our leader of the podcast, drafted Jamal Williams in the fourth round, correct, Swan? Yep, 52nd overall. 52nd overall, fourth round. And we just rode him and rode him about how he drafted it too early. And you could see him almost about to have a mental breakdown trying <laughs> to justify this pick. And it was the funniest thing about the whole draft. The worst part is it made D look good with Robbie Anderson, that Robbie Anderson reach later on in the, in the round. No. no, I mean, Nobody said being... anything about no, that. Dude. Nobody said no. anything about Robbie I Anderson. did. And I, Jamal Williams, we just rode Swanee on it. Oh, he takes another boneheaded pick, and we nobody. I didn't hear it as much, but I wasn't there. But you know. Oh no, 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 no! I think we rode D equally as hard, if not harder, for Robbie Anderson. Jake, do you oh, agree? Yeah. yeah, he made fun of me about some pick, and then I go, D, you drafted Robbie Anderson in the fourth round. Yeah, what did he take him as? Four? What was it? Fifty sixth overall. Yeah, yeah the fourth or fifth round. The fourth, fifth turned. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 14. Yeah, quick math. 56 overall. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. His ADP is in like the 70s or 80s, I believe. 80s. Yeah, 80s. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. We'll talk about that, actually. So so let's let's go through this. I want to start with the first round, guys. So the way that we're going to do this, we're going to and do, a, do a quick... Go ahead. Do you have something else to just say? A, well, no. Well, just a quick listener tip. You know, we're breaking this draft down for you guys to help you guys learn before your draft so you know what situations you get into. We want to help you out. We want to say, take this guy over this guy. Use this strategy over this strategy. This isn't just to talk about our league. This is to help you guys win your league. Oh, absolutely. That's why we're here. I mean, we love Mm -hmm. talking about fantasy football. We love helping everybody. And uh, we do a lot of these drafts. I mean, I know Pat's in seven leagues. I'm in six or seven leagues. Jake's in a handful, four four or five, five leagues. So, I mean, we are dedicated to this from the summertime through the end of the year. So whatever we can help, you know, you with, we absolutely will try to do that. Uh, and not to mention, we just do an absolute ton of mock drafts and, and drafts themselves. So we've had quite a bit of practice. And looking at rounds one and two guys from our draft on Sunday, I want to go through round one first, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on picks three through five because it was interesting to me. So first off, let me just tell everybody, I had the fifth pick overall, Jake had the second pick overall, and Pat had the ninth pick overall. So Jake, really quickly, easy decision for you to go with Le'Veon Bell after Dwayne took Todd Gurley first overall, correct? Yeah, no brainer. Okay, so that was that was easy, no problem. Now, would you have taken Le'Veon Bell if you had the first overall pick? Actually, I would have, yes. Okay. PPR PPR league because of that. I mean, in a, in a non PPR in a half PPR, would you have went Gurley? Yeah, half PPR, I would have went Gurley. I believe Bell's going to have about seventy five catches. 
I believe Gurley regresses to about 52, to be exact. All right, so Jake, what were your thoughts on picks three through five? Dave took Ezekiel Elliott third, and then Boone took David Johnson fourth, and then I ended up taking AB fifth. Uh, how did you? What were your thoughts on how that shook out? I get it. I get why taking Zeke over David Johnson because of the news that hey, Zeke's going to be a three-down back. We're going to try and get Zeke involved in the passing game more. But why would you take your chance on a guy who hey, we're maybe going to get involved when you could take David Johnson, who we know is involved in the passing game and we know is a beast and only hurt his his wrist, I believe. Yeah, he hurt his wrist last year and. I would take David Johnson over Zeke Elliott, but I would take Zeke fourth and AB fifth. Okay. Uh, Pat, uh, I'll chime in here too, but Pat, I want to get your reaction first. Elliott, Johnson, AB, three, four, five. What were your thoughts? I I definitely agree with Jake. I'd take Johnson more instead of Zeke at three. I mean, to me, like Jake said, he can catch passes, and we don't know if this offense is going to be any worse or any better, this offense honestly could be better than the Cowboys' offense. That, that offense could be bad this year. And I think the Cardinals could honestly outproduce what people think. I mean, they got Sam Bradford there. How bad can he be? You know, he, I mean, for two games at least, he's going to get you, you know, be a solid guy. So, I mean, this team could be pretty decent, and David Johnson's catch a lot of passes. I would take him third, and then Zeke, and then A.B., just because I love running backs. Okay, uh, that's fair, and I understand that you love running backs, and there's probably nothing wrong with that. If you would have told me this that before Travis Frederick's news came out uh, and seemingly the Cowboys are having some troubles up front with injury and whatnot, I would have agreed with that. I'd have probably taken Zeke in the top four. Because of that news, I would have taken David Johnson third, A.B. fourth, and Zeke fifth. So that's kind of how I felt about it, but I was ecstatic that A.B. fell to me because here's, that was my number one scenario. Here's a question for you, Swan. You're sitting with that fifth pick. Say, say A.B. does go fourth. Are you taking Zeke fifth? Uh, oh, boy. That was the scenario that I did, dun, not, dun, dun. I did not want to fall to me, man. I thought it was I happen, to be honest. I think I would have taken Nuke. I do. Wow. I think I would have taken okay. Nuke. And honestly, it would have come back to... Well, you know, it, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a big know. question for listeners. I because mean, when yeah, it, it can, because I, I, what I'm doing right now in my head is I'm thinking thinking forward to that second round. And if I would have had Nuke and A.J. Green, I think I would have preferred having Zeke and A.J. Green. Correct, because Personally. you're missing out on that top running back. The fact that and I have A.B. is so solid. So solid. A.B., and A.J. Green versus Nuke and A.J. Green is not night and day, but it's it's, uh, clo- it's, day. it's close because day. A.B. is so certain in my eyes. All right. Uh, is Leonard Fournette crazy at number seven? Because that's where he went to Vince, number seven overall. Saquon Barkley sixth right in front that's of insane. him. Pat I'll says it's insane. One, I think it's insane. I would not take... Fournette is what my he's my RB 10 he's my RB 11 exactly I would take oh, like there's so many I wouldn't take him till like mid second round I think would be where we, I'd have, be happy with him yeah I have him 18th overall in a PPR league now in a non PPR league it's different Fournette's one of those guys a little bit like Jordan Howard who can I think flexes not flexes, but, but fluctuates a lot, I guess, uh, yeah. in a PPR versus a non-PPR. Um, not quite to the extent because I th- still think Fournette probably catches 40 passes, but I would have put him behind Julio, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. I actually, I know you guys don't agree with this, I would have put him behind A.J. Green and Devontae Adams. Oh, I definitely uh, put him behind Devontae Adams and probably A.J. Green, honestly. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, that's how I had him 18th overall, middle of the second round. Basically, if he would have went 19-20th overall, I think you know, I think that's a kind of a fair landing spot. I guys, what's our biggest concern with Leonard Fournette? Because this is a guy who's probably going to have three over three hundred touches. Uh, we're probably looking at like two hundred and seventy carries. So the workload is there. the The line should be good with Andrew Norwell coming in, and and they they've seemed to have bolstered that even more. And I thought it was okay last year. Um, what's like, why should we be concerned about Leonard Fournette? Why can't he go this high in the draft? 
I'll say say it with me. B O R T L E S. Bortles. <laughs> Just stacking I the mean, box. Yeah. I, why wouldn't you? Pre- I mean, yeah. Honestly, the thing from that scares me the most is his injury history, man. He's never been, he hasn't been able to stay healthy for the past couple of years, even going back into college. I mean, you think this is the guy coming out of the draft that everybody was the most excited about from this one, and he went first for it. I mean, you can't, he's got talent. It's just he, I don't think he'll stay healthy. Yeah. He only played in 13 games last year. So I understand your point, Pat. And um, Jake, that point might even be the best point is the fact that teams are just going to continue to probably stack that box. I don't, I still don't believe in Blake Bortles. I don't think either of you guys do as well. Um, yeah, that that's probably fair. All of those points. You'll get the workload though. I just, especially in a, in a PPR, a guy like Kamara, a guy like Gordon, Hunt, who can do something in the pass game and still get you the same amount of yards as Fournette could, I'd rather have one of those guys. Okay, uh, so we just said Leonard Fournette 7th. Barkley went 6th, and then it went... So, Pat, we'll move up to your pick at 9. Uh, why did you decide to go over Kamara over Gordon and OBJ? Because I felt like those were the other two guys on the board who you were likely uh, to go with. You know what's funny? I think me and Jake, I just remembered this. I think me and Jake had a an argument early in the year where I said I would just absolutely love life if Kamara fell to me at 10. I think I remember talking oh, you were about at 9, not... Nine, not ten, nine, right? Nine, or yeah, ten. nine. My okay. bad. Um, uh, and it happened. It happened. He fell. I couldn't believe it. I saw Fournette go, and I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to get Kamara. <laughs> and then I see Jonah take DeAndre Hopkins, and I just, I was in love. I, I, I was really just uh, like planning on taking OBJ. Really, that was kind of my, what I, who I thought I'd end up getting. But man, Kamara was a steal there. I think. Oh, so so that was an easy no-brainer for I think that's the steal of the first round. I agree with that. I mean, there's not much because it's you. Not, he's not falling you what he's falling three picks. That's pretty big in the first round. Yeah, I would have taken him there too. I I think so. Jake, how about you? I would have taken Kamara, probably six. I'd probably yeah, I would have taken him right Kamara. after you. Yeah, I would have taken Kamara sixth. Right after eight. Okay. For me. Okay, guys. Any other surprises from round one or comments that you wanted to uh, talk about about round one? No, no pretty standard. I mean, it's pretty yeah, chalk other standard. than Fournette. Barkley a little early, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, agreed. It was um, pretty, pretty standard. All right. Pat, let's talk T.Y. Hilton. 20th overall, you decided to take him over Jordan and Howard. Devontae Freeman, T.Y. Hill, or I'm sorry, A.J. Green, Stefan Diggs, Doug Baldwin. Uh, I have him as my wide receiver 12, so tell us your thinking on that one. You know, I actually had, like, I was sitting here and kind of deflated because Dalvin Cook went. I saw him fall, and I was just praying he'd make it back to me. But he ended up going two picks ahead. And after, after that run of guys like Dalvin Cook, McCaffrey, Fournette for me, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams. I'm like, I just feel like there's a huge cliff, and and everybody's about the same. Like, I don't like Jordan Howard all that much, as much as you guys do. Free, I honestly, I was sitting here. I'm like, I either take Hilton, I either take Freeman, or I take AJ Green. And I thought I just have a bad feeling about AJ Green this year. I am I'm down on him a little bit. I don't have a really good reason. I just have a feeling he might get injured. And Ty with with uh, luck. There, I feel like he has a huge ceiling. If those two can get their connection back, he could do big things. So I wanted to get the balance and go for the upside, so I picked Hilton. Which one of those guys that I mentioned, would it be Freeman that you struggled with the most against T.Y.? I mean, honestly, it was A.J. Green. Because I have A.J. Green actually ahead of T.Y. in my rankings. But I would just, I don't know, kind of that second decision where I was like, I'm going to move T.Y. Hilton up a spot, and I took him. Yeah, so uh, you were dead set, it sounds like, then on going running back and then receiver. No, I mean, like I said, if, if uh, my my dream scenario would have been like Dalvin Cook or Chris, Christian McCaffrey right there, I would have just had loved everything about this draft from then on with those two guys. Uh, but neither of those guys fell, and like I said, after that, it's just kind of a wash. I'd almost rather trade back here in the draft if I could. Okay, really quick, I wanted to throw this in there. So we talked about T.Y. Hilton, Pat off the air. We You said that 
you thought T.Y. Hilton's best finish was better than wide receiver five. His best finish is wide receiver five. A.J. Green, 2012, he finishes wide receiver three behind Calvin Johnson and Brandon Marshall. 200, almost 300 points. And then in 2013, the year right after that, A.J. Green was wide receiver four. So that's where it seems like his upside yeah. is, is, is that wide receiver top five. But T.Y. Hilton's right there, too. T.Y. Hilton has it luck, you know? Well, was 2013, when was uh, when was Andy Dalton drafted? I'm struggling now. I'm um, not sure, but he's, when, he's when, been, it was with, it was, A.J. Green was with Dalton. I just think that T.Y. Hilton and Luck have more upside together, you know? Yeah. And I okay. also think the Bengals could be really bad this year. I mean, Indy could be if Luck isn't doing well, but I see that offense is a lot more stable than... I, yeah, uh, but don't you think that A.J. Green has a much better chance to have 80 catches than T.Y. Hilton does? Not at all. Not at all. No? Maybe a okay. better chance, but I just, I just, like I said, I just think T.Y. Hilton can break off those big plays. He's a, he's a, he's a burner, and, and Luck loves throwing to him. I really think he's a talented wide receiver. I do, too. And you're gonna, uh, and if I'm close on those two, I'm going with a better quarterback every day. Yeah. I want to pull up. T.Y. Hilton, um, what I wanted to take a look at what T.Y. Hilton's most catches were in a season. Who has and, more downside if if uh, Luck stays healthy all year? T.Y. Hilton so or T- AJ Green? So 2016, when he finished as wide receiver five, he had 91 catches, 1448 yards, and six touchdowns. So that's pretty dang good. Um, he had 82. Okay, all right. No, I'm, I'm with, I, I, yeah, about the future. <laughs> I know I'm still going to lean AJ green in that situation. And I, but... and I can't say um, you're wrong. Cause I, it's, I, it's, for me, it's a toss up. Like I, said, I still have T.Y. Hilton in my top in my ranks. And then I sat there. I'm like, this is my moment of truth. I'm taking T.Y. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Jake was how difficult of a decision was to go with Doug Baldwin at 13th. Oh, on a scale of one to ten, a nineteen and a half. That's how hard <laughs> it was. I made up a new scale. I'm t- so Tyree, Tyree Kill, Fitzy Gronk were all there. Oh man, you know I had this strategy going in the draft. I wanted to first five rounds. I wanted to be a mix of wide receiver, running back, and I didn't think Doug Baldwin would get back to me. I never have liked Doug Baldwin, but I had Doug Baldwin ranked over. Hill, Fitzy, and Cooper. And I like, I just, I couldn't break my mold and go with tight end in that situation. So I went with Baldwin, the safe pick. I, that's what I went with. That's it. It was a smart pick at the time. Sometimes you got to, you can't pick with your heart. You got to pick with your head. That's the way I, I think went. it. I'm with you. I think that was a fine pick at the time, too. Pat, what do you think? I agree. I think you made all, like, Jake, I, I think your draft was all the right decisions. It's just I didn't like how the team came together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fair. That's what a snake – that's why snake drafts, uh, you know, that's what they are. Yeah, that's exactly. I would have been in a very tough decision right with you there between Gronk and Baldwin, and maybe I would have leaned Baldwin too. I, I don't know. It would have been very close for me. Um, okay, guys, any big reaches in round two? Pat, start with you. I mean – Probably me would be the biggest reach. I like I, I don't. I think it was pretty standard. Um, looking across here, and I don't. I mean, Diggs is. I would rather have Diggs over AJ. I mean, I'd rather have AJ over Diggs, but it's not. I mean, not terrible, terrible. So yeah, no, I, I don't think, think there it, was any huge reaches at all in this round. No, I think I think it played out okay. It kind of uh, surprised but, me how well our team, our league, this did, did this year. You know, some. Yeah, Pat, do you ha- you have the draft board in front of you? Yeah. Can you run through all the second-round picks just really quickly? All right. So the second round, starting off, was Devonta Adams. And then Keenan Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. That's right there is the steal of the round, Dalvin Cook. Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Jordan Howard, Devonta Freeman, Diggs, Green, which is probably right there with Cook for a steal of the round. Mixon, Thielen, Baldwin, Hill. Okay. Yeah, I think that – Thielen going in round two is a little early for me. 
Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Jake, rank those, rank these three guys. I mean, we're talking. Let's move past Baldwin because I feel like that's where you'd have went. But if you're looking at like Thielen, uh, Tyree Kill, Fitzy, how do you rank those three? Fitzy, Thielen, Tyree Kill. Okay, so you're down on Hill too a little bit then. I just or at least. Yeah, I with Sammy Watkins there, um, with a basically a rookie quarterback. I'm just unsure of the situation, so I'm staying away from it. Okay. Uh, Jake, what was your favorite pick from round two? My favorite pick is probably Jordan Howard, where Jonah got him. Uh, I just think um, combining DeAndre Hopkins, Jordan Howard, I really think Jordan Howard, this is a bold prediction, has a chance to be a top five running back if he catches – 45 balls. I could see it. Wow. I don't think even that. I don't think he needs to needs to catch 45 balls. I, don't I think, think he can catch. Possible. New offense. Uh, uh, I, I think he could it, run. I, don't I think it. he could go well over. If he gets over 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground, I think you're looking at close to a top five back. I mean, if he if he totals 12 touchdowns which I don't think is that crazy. Look, I, I've just said it before. I just don't think they they let the reins off uh, of Mitch Trubisky quite yet. I think that they're going to lean on him a ton, Howard, that is. 270 carries plus is where I have him at, and I'm sticking by that. Uh, Pat, did I, what, what was your favorite pick from round two? Oh, Dalvin Cook, just pairing him with Melvin Gordon. Man, that, makes, yeah. that just makes my heart sing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, PPR League. Let's talk strategy a little bit, Jake. Would you prefer to go running back, running back, or receiver, receiver with your first two picks? I'd prefer to go receiver, receiver, just due to the fact of um, league history, I guess. We've had a few really great teams that have been receiver, receiver, and I can't recall a dominant team that was a running back, running back team. Um, I know I had a team that had, about four years ago, that had Des Bryant, Damaris Thomas, I traded for Des Bryant early on the season, um, and he dominated with me. And I know, Swan, you won the league with a wide receiver-wide receiver combination just a few years back. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Jake, you've never had a dominant team. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to get into this, huh? <laughs> I had the second or third highest scoring team when I traded for Des Bryant. What was, your, what was your record, though? I believe I finished fourth in the regular season. Okay. I wouldn't call that dominant. Uh, not, not like not like my teams, not dominant like any of my teams. I okay, all right. Two of the t- three of the top five points in in our entire league history. Hey, Pat, one other, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talking. guess I'm gonna guess. Hold on, I'm gonna guess, Pat, that your favorite strategy here is running back, running back. Oh, like I said, dude, Matt, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, that was just amazing to me. That's, okay, that's guys, a what heck of a pair? What is the sexier pairing here? Let's go with Julio Jones. And Devontae Adams or Kareem Hunt and Dalvin Cook. Pat. PPR League. Julio and Julio and Devontae Adams or Kareem Hunt and Dalvin Cook. What's the sexier pairing? Uh, that's actually pretty close, honestly. I'd probably just go Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, just so because I I mean Mostly, I love the first the going quarter or running back, running back in the first round, just because, or then the first and second, just because I love a lot of wide receivers going later. Whereas my feelings for running backs later just are a lot more mixed once you get Jake, in the later rounds. Jake, how do you feel about those two scenarios? I like Julio Devonte Adams just because of their, I guess, ceiling. Yeah. Okay. I just want to put a couple real life scenarios to that you know those two strategies uh those are probably picks that actually could happen um okay jake did you have something you wanted to add yeah i just wanted to add another thing you know i keep telling how to make a great league and one probably one of the best things about our league is and i was just about to bring it up is pat makes these charts for us that charts our league history and that's really cool you know you can go back and check stuff that really makes a league. If you guys have anybody in your league that is an IT guy or that is very good with Excel sheets, I would highly recommend keeping a league history 
just to fall back on stats, if you have arguments, you can yeah, go back to them. That's the best um, part. Is it it is one and... of the best parts. And I was going to ask you, Pat, that year I took fourth in the regular season um, as a record-wise. I wanted to check you how many points I scored because I'm pretty sure I was either first or second. I can look points. it up for you if you give me some time. Yeah, not on this episode. Not just in I'll real life. I'll do it right now. Just the keep talking. Okay, we can, we can check in on that. Uh, let's move past rounds one and two. And guys, let's just talk about the draft in totality here. So let's talk about some of our favorite picks. Uh, Jake, do you want to lead us off? Give us, give me some of your favorite picks, maybe two or three picks that you just really, really liked. Uh, obviously I already mentioned the Jordan Howard pick. Um, another pick I really, really liked was I did like your Gronk pick. You got him in the third round, 30, what? 33rd overall, I believe. Um, I mean, that was a steal. I also liked, um, Boone's Russell Wilson pick. He got him in the fifth round, actually after Carson Wentz and Tom Brady went, which I think, and as far as quarterbacks go, is a steal. Um, And then honestly, I'll tell you a late guy that I got that was might be my favorite pick was Keelan Cole. Yeah, that's a good one. I I loved where you. What round did you get him? The twelfth. So that would all that would be like hundred and. Oh man, digging deep. Yeah, digging deep. That's a good one, man. That's a really really good pick. Like that a lot. The next pick was pretty good. Kevin White. Oh, what a steal! Get another great pick by Dwayne. Yeah, that was. (laughs) Oh, Kevin. He took Kevin White right after Keelan Cole. Yeah. Went D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, Kevin White. <laughs> who are his Who are his receivers? Uh, he's gonna, got, we're so about he's got, to roast him. He's got Tyreek Hill in the second. You know, I think it was a good pick. Robbie Anderson, fourth. That's <laughs> highly questionable. Kevin White, probably on the roster bubble. And then Chris <laughs> Godwin with the last pick, the old mystery irrelevant. Like, but, he's I not. Like he's he, okay. Like he's that. not. That, yeah, because you told him to do it, and I, I that makes me very mad that you did that. I exactly why I told him. Jake, is that wrong? I think yeah, that's wrong. That's fantasy morale. That's totally. That's wrong, especially when you have. He did like it Wayne. because he wanted to make me mad. Yep. And he doesn't know anything about Chris Godwin. No, no, no idea. He was about to take Alfred Morris. Makes me so mad, Pat. I I don't know if I could ever forgive you for that uh <laughs> look real quick well, I, I can't wait for the rivalry game. like this is the biggest rivalry in our league we actually make our rivalry week whatever week Dwayne and swan play each other so i'm really i'm a little Scott bit goes off for that week. i'm a little bit mad that i have to play him dynasty week one when i'm not gonna have carson wentz i'm not gonna have alshon jeffrey uh available like that kind of makes me mad I'm going to have a two-quarterback lead with Pat Mahomes and Sam Bradford as my starting quarterbacks. All right, Jake. I'm going to put you on the spot here. So here's your finishes in our league. This is our league history. This is what what I do. I've done for us. So we've we've played this league six years. And in those six years, Jake has finished fourth, fifth, eighth, ninth, eleventh, and fourteenth last, last this past year. So Struggle. respectable, you know, three and three making the playoffs, eh, never had a top three team. And the worst part has never won a playoff game in this, in the, in this history. So, all right. I want to mention this cause I didn't mention this before we talked about our picks. Uh, our, the listeners probably don't know. They don't know what format we're playing in. So, well, they know it's a PPR league cause I mentioned that, but this is a 14 team. One quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, and a flex. So pretty standard there. And just three bench spots in a 14-team league. So this is very, very hard, guys. Would you agree with me that this is maybe the hardest format, that, like hardest league structure, roster structure that you play with? Oh, yeah. Easy. Oh, no doubt. I dominate my other leagues that do uh, auction draft. I mean, I've taken first in the regular season three straight years now. Yeah, I mean, this is very tough where we tell a lot of people, like our biggest strategies that we tell people are load up, get depth at running back and receiver, where in this league, you only have three bench spots. So we're definitely not taking a second tight end. We're definitely not taking a second quarterback. And it's actually, it's still very hard to get depth at running back and receiver. Um, 
that's just tough. It's just it's just very very hard. So I love it though. I love All it. right, back I, to the back to the news here. I want to find out where I where I finished. Back to the cheat sheets, or I guess the charts. History. Well, I told you. I told you, man. What did I finish in points though? Oh, you finished second. Okay, second. Okay, see that's I knew I had a that's, second point. In four, you were eight and five. Eight, you were eight and five. Yeah. You also okay. have the second easiest schedule in the league. Okay. So, reel me that one. But I finished. Right. Second. Yeah, exactly. I got screwed. Let's keep it. Schedule. Let's keep it moving, guys. We're up against the clock here. Uh, Pat, give me some of your favorite picks from the draft. From the draft. All right. So, like I said, starting off, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook was just absolutely phenomenal to me that Struble had. Um, you know, I'm going to defend my pick here with Aaron Rodgers in the third round. I got him, uh, what, it was like pick 38 or something. I liked him there, and it's just to be a stabilizer on my kind of high upside, high bust team. Uh, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that's going to give me 25 points a week in our league. He's six touchdown uh, per it's six points per touchdown league. He's a stud every year. You can rely on him every single week to be the number one or number two quarterback. So I really felt good about him right there. And I usually am a guy who waits till the last pick to take a quarterback. So it was kind of out of the box for me, but I needed it. All right. My favorite picks from the draft. Jake, I'm with you on this, not to toot my own horn, but I loved where I got Gronk, 33rd overall. Current ADP is 22nd. I have not seen him go outside of the second round in any format of any mock draft I've done, whether it's 12-team, 14-team. I just have not seen him go later than mid to late second round. So the fact that I found him in the third round, fifth pick of the third round, I was just absolutely ecstatic. It was a very easy pick for me to take him right there. Uh, My next favorite pick, and I don't know if you guys are going to agree with this, but Alex Collins for Dean at 42nd overall last pick of no uh, last pick of the what was it the third round current ADP is 34 um I just look we just talked about this but I see a drop off with Derrick Henry Alex Collins and then where it gets to JJ and Kenyon Drake uh th- there's just a bit of a gap there for me I really like Alex Collins No he's he's a guy I'm avoiding like the plague he's going to wait I why though guys oh. like Lamar Miller Jay, 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 I just don't think he's that good I think all these running backs are better talent him and who then I don't think that Ravens offense is going to be that good either I think he's good I think the Seahawks made a huge mistake I think mistake. he's a mediocre I think he's a mediocre yeah. back Wow We need to keep moving or otherwise we could stay on that all day uh but my third one was was Chris Godwin you know I have to give it to Dwayne. Well, I have to give it to Pat, actually. 196 overall, last pick. Current ADP is 148. I think he has a legitimate chance at 800 yards and six touchdowns. He could be a top 35 receiver. He's currently being drafted as wide receiver 57. I kind of wish I would have drafted him over DJ Moore. And I like him better than Geronimo Allison, Keelan Cole, Kenny Galladay, Anthony Miller, Alan Hearns, and Calvin Ridley at this point. And then my final one, uh, I actually did have a fourth one. My final one, Marquise Goodwin, 78th overall to Vince. I was going to jump over him if he came back to me there. His current ADP is 51, which I think is a little bit high, which, I, which is why I didn't take him earlier. But uh, he went behind uh, you know, Cooper Cup, Funchess, Watkins, which, Pat, you took Cooper Cup over him. I just, I, I just don't agree there. I think Goodwin... Uh, is the the better guy for me? Really quickly, guys, uh, two seconds. Just answer this, Jake, and then Pat. Uh, Michael Crabtree or Chris Good, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Crabtree. Goodwin. Easily. Uh, okay. Goodwin. I don't even like Crabtree. I, I. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, guys, least favorite picks. Look, we have about three to four minutes here, so let's make this quick. Let- okay. I'm just gonna go with one. I just want yeah. to go with one. And I just want to point out, uh, I believe Jonah's pick in the sixth round with Devin Funchess ahead of Marquise Gooden, Emmanuel pitch. Sanders, Julian Edelman. I, I just think he could have, if, if he liked him that much, he could have got him at a later time. That's what we have to explain. To Aguilar, who he Even if you like a guy that much, you can't overdraft him. you got to get good value to make your team good. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't like Devin Funches at all. I just think the fact that Devin Funches, in my mind, benefited a ton from Greg Olson being hurt most of last year and Kelvin Benjamin being traded. 
I think that just changed the world for them, for him. And the fact that Olsen is back this year, if he can play a full 16 games, if DJ Moore steps in and, and produces like the first-round pick that he was, I don't see any way Funches gets back to those numbers. No, I agree. I mean, like I said, I'd rather take Aguilar, who uh, he he took in the next round after mm-hmm. that. Um, I'd rather have Peyton Barber, who we took in the round after that. I just, you know, I don't, I'm not a big Funches fan. I actually have another um, another favorite I wanted to point out. I like where you got Emmanuel Sanders there in Swan in the, uh, in the end of towards Appreciate the end of six. That. I think he's a really I think he's going to have a good year. I think um, he get a lot of targets. And even – I wouldn't say it's po- impossible that, Demaria, that Emmanuel Sanders is better than Demarius. Yeah. I'm with you there. Agree 100%. Pat, who's your least favorite? Who were one or two or three of your uh, you know picks you didn't like? I mean, one of my least is – actually, another one of yours is Jamal Williams as early as he went. There's a lot of guys Ooh, I'd rather have. Fight. Big I figured that. Uh, there's a lot of guys I'd rather have than that. Um, I thought – had some here. Let me see. I thought uh, Josh Doxson was a huge reach in the eighth Agreed. round. He, I wouldn't even have picked him in this entire draft. Um, I thought, uh, I mean, otherwise, there, I mean, James White, I wasn't a huge fan of, but actually, where he went wasn't too bad. Yeah, so, I mean, really, I don't you see take... why you even draft him. There's some guys in the late, but you know, I don't know. I don't see anybody yeah. else right now. Ronald Jones. I, like, I think but. all in all, uh, most you know most of the league mates did a really good job in this draft. Um, I, I think we're, they're you know fourteen team league. Oh, Isaiah Crowell was another one I really didn't like in the uh, in the end. Of yeah, the that's too early. That's far far too early for yeah, him. That's way too early. Um, Steve started out with a good draft and then he just ruined. it. Yeah, I mean I would certainly take Carlos Hyde over him. Uh, there's a handful of other guys that I would. Definitely take over Isaiah Crowell. Uh, we, we talked about this. It's hard to put together just an absolute stud team in a 14-team league. It's nearly impossible unless you're playing in a very low compet like a no. One of your spots is going to be is going to be uh, yeah. I mean, unless you're you're going to have a, like one of your running back or your court or your wide receiver going to be bad, or you're just not going to have anybody at quarterback. Yeah. In tight end. Uh, okay, my least favorite pick. So I have a few. Uh, Leonard Fournette, we already talked about it, so I don't have to go into that much. But I would have went Hopkins or Kamara there. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit different in a non-PPR, but I still wouldn't have taken him even seventh overall there. And then Robbie Anderson, 56 overall. Again, for Dwayne, his current ADP is 89th. <laughs> I just hate to pick up the way. There was just that, that's just a bad pick. It's just not a smart pick there. It was a terrible. Um, he, he was taken as wide receiver twenty seven. He's going. He's currently going as wide receiver thirty seven in most drafts. He was taken in front of Michael Crabtree, Cooper Cup, Marquise Goodwin, Emmanuel Sanders, Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, all in a PPR league. I would prefer over uh, Robbie Anderson. I look. I, I'm high on Robbie Anderson. I am. He he finished as wide receiver sixteen or eighteen last year. I think sixteen and uh non PPR 18th in PPR so but you wait he's going to absolutely explode this year and D's going to look D's going to go dude I told you Robbie <laughs> Anderson man is a player. probably will probably that's probably what will happen for sure and then Carson Wentz was one of my least favorite picks where he went the guy's going to miss maybe two games to start the year potentially maybe three I, I don't know it could be a couple uh, first 51st overall in the fifth round. His current ADP is 86. One, I want to wait on quarterbacks. Two, I am seriously worried that Carson Wentz is going to miss a couple games to start the season. And and three, we got to take a look at this team real quick. Roops, he's just drafted the IR squad. He's got Thielen who got hurt today. He got Alshon Jeffrey who's going to miss two games. He's got Wentz who could miss two games. He's got Edelman who's going to miss four games. He's got Ingram who just got concussed. He's got Devonta Parker who uh, who hurt his hand. This he he's got Sean Lee who's only going to play two games. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got Jason Pierre-Paul who only has yeah. one hand. So this team is just straight IR. I mean, he needs the high. It's a good thing he's a doctor because there he's going to need all the medical experience. Yeah, a uh, uh, real quick, Pat. Worst team and best team. Uh, I would say the best team is easily Mitch Mitch Struble. He had Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks. So that's a heck of a way to start your team. And the worst team, uh, man, I hate to pick on D. I'm gonna go. I really did not like what Jonah did with uh, with his team. You know, he's got DeAndre Hopkins, jo- Jordan Howard, Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady. 
just didn't like how his team fell mm-hmm. together. Jake, do you have a, a love and hate teams, or how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, probably, probably my favorite team. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm between Mitch. I like Mitch's team a lot, and I also, um, I like your team a lot. So when I do, do you? My hate team is probably Dwayne. Would you have said that um, about my team before Mike McCarthy talked up Jamal Williams today? <laughs> no, nope, I wouldn't okay. have. That it moved you that much on Jamal Williams. Well, I think the yeah. rest of my team yeah, I, I is is. I just don't like. I just don't see why you'd consider Jamal Williams much different than a guy like Carryon Johnson. Well, Carryon Johnson's in a four-headed monster, and he's received the least amount of carries out of all. Jamal Williams is in a three-headed monster, and probably is the worst. Carryon Johnson. No, Karen one, Johnson but... has received the least amount of carries out of all four Lions all right, running backs. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's finish <laughs> okay. this argument on the next yes. podcast. All right, tune into it. Let's wrap all right, guys. Uh, Jake's, you know, putting his Jake is putting put his foot down here. Uh, it's midnight on the yeah. East Coast. All right, guys. Um, thanks for joining me, Pat and Jake. We will have another podcast for you tomorrow night. Um, we have. Guys, what are we talking about tomorrow night? Well, I'm going to uh, come out with my my guys or my you know uh, my uh, the guys I love the inner circle man the, my flag players the guys that just I am in love with this year. You guys will hear that with my next one. I had to wait till after our draft so you guys wouldn't steal any of them. And uh, <laughs> then uh, what else are we gonna talk about, Swan? What else you uh, what else should we? Talk we're gonna do about? some hot. We're we're gonna do some hot takes. Uh, bold predictions tomorrow. So catch that episode. It's going to be a really good one. We're going to give you our just bold, bold predictions. Uh, guys, you know, get lay out some projections for players for this season. Um, guys that, you know, maybe you're not thinking of or you've already heard a bunch about, but we're going to tell you why these guys are going to be, uh, you know, could could very well help you win a fantasy title this year. We're looking forward to that and much, much more from tomorrow's podcast. So thanks again to everybody for joining us tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a, have a great, great night. And, uh, yeah, signing off. See you later. Bye.